0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the Daily Transcendence Podcast. I'm GOD. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more.
1: We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can
0: reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of, and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin, Godspeed, and share on. Like and subscribe to The Daily Transcendence on
1: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. To show support for the show, we ask you to join us on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. There you can find more content, updates on new episodes, and more personal interactions from both Gio and I. We want to hear from you all and connect, so message us or email us at transcendence at gmail.com. As always, we entirely appreciate your support in allowing us to bring you this transmission.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. We're back. We're back. You missed us, didn't you? Oh my you? God, different day. Same shit. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two weeks felt like forever. I know. It's kind of itching a yeah,
1: little bit. Yeah, so was I.
0: But but we weren't sitting there on the back burner. We were just... We were, we were getting to work. Getting down. Prepping. Yeah. Prepping, prepping for prepping. 2020. Big year.
1: Exactly. We knew it was going to be a big year. And everything we do from here on out is going to affect... So much more than last year. We don't know what's coming this year now. You know, we didn't know last year, but things could open up. Maybe things close down. Who knows? But, you know, we're doing a lot to build a platform and really try and get this going. So, yeah, we needed the time off. Plus, you know, holidays. Yeah, you
0: got to do the whole holiday thing, like kind of forced to with kind of forced on society to kind of deal with it and do that. So,
1: yeah, yeah, traditions,
0: but you don't have to fall into them completely. No, so
1: but we do. Yeah. You know, even us woke folks. Yeah.
0: But that's why no matter what, though, you still find the time. Come back to your sovereignty.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, family is important, especially in a time like right now. It's being there for people is important.
0: Yeah. Establishing those connections because there's enough uh, divisiveness as it is, you know, so. To, to, you can, you can find every reason why you're different from somebody, but all you need is one really good one. Right. To understand that, like, oh shit, we're together, not apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To, to remind everybody that we're all human and on the same planet flying like 40,000 miles an hour in space towards whatever, if we're on a round ball.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and now us recording this, it's kind of unexpected with the energies going on in society and the world and even the astrology, like... We're really expecting too much. Then again, were we expecting? We're really uh, coming into this with everything that's now transpired, right? To happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny when uh, before the whole uh, Capitol Hill thing happened, I watched uh, Leo King's horoscope and he had said it's going to be chaos. There's yeah. going to be something that's out of the ordinary. It's going to be sudden. It's going to be crazy today. Yeah.
0: I mean, he kind of pinpointed that out all also in something in 2019 right?
1: Yeah. 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 Well, it rising through the darkness was 2017. Now this is a, a documentary, like a five hour documentary or like lectures from an astrologer. And he had predicted, you know, the crypto and he predicted chaos within the government and all that other stuff. So he, he did a really good job and it's once again, goes back to, it's really fun watching uh, all these events unfold and kind of almost expecting them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: But you know, Well, it's what we were talking about, though, before we even started hitting record, we were talking about, you know, how people are acting nowadays when it comes to this election. And, you know, we don't want to get too political,
0: yeah, you know, too deep into it. But But we also don't want to, like, just mask over it and act like we're ignoring it. You know, it's not that you don't you don't ignore it, but you also don't react to it. Right. So,
1: yeah, well, people are coming off a lot of what I've noticed is they're coming off like they're uh you know they're fans on a football team or even part of the football team, yeah, you know yeah. about that attentions. color and
0: and label, yeah, the tensions are high too, and it's it's causing it's causing people to come from this this really uh unstable unstable point of view, like right. yeah. you know maybe not necessarily point of view, but like just the stance, and it's just the stance is unstable, so therefore you're you're getting all these mixed mixed emotions and we know what that does. And even this episode is going to go into, you know, about when we're coming from in these emotional states and what those create.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we are going to get metaphysical, Mm -hmm. um, but it does relate to what's going on on the planet and you know, the frequency changing on the planet um, and how that affects us. We talked about, you know, the field and uh, how it works, you know, talking about how astrology works how we're affected like the astrology is saying big change we had that big conjunction we have a lot of these um malefic placements going on where it's very uh you know darkness getting revealed and and things coming up from uh beneath the uh you know the veil
0: yeah it's like the acid reflux of society
1: yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Just regurgitate. Just oh god.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just
0: spit up in my mouth.
1: <laughs> what I just can't stand though is the intentions yeah. behind people right now, and and through such a crazy time,
0: mm-hmm. people are worried about what team they're on. Yeah. It's just the lack of full thought process behind any sort of logic that they're supposedly coming from.
1: Well, what I feel like is if now it's not like like let's say right hypothetically because mm-hmm. I'm not on either side. Mm-hmm. I'm for sovereignty. I'm yeah. not for. I'm not going to pick a side because yeah. n- neither side is, to me, truthful enough for me to say, okay, I'm I'm leaning. Yeah. More so is I'm still just watching. Yeah. I'm, I'm like an unbiased, uh, you know, I'm a neutral party, just observing. And let's say I picked one side and then the other side that I didn't want to get in, mm-hmm. say, was actually the, say, better, really the better pick. Somehow there was evidence to really know. Now, as a neutral party, because I'm neutral, I'm going to be able to say, you know what? They're right. Yeah. So I can't really be mad the fact that they won. But if I go, I'm hardcore this or I'm hardcore that. Yeah. And then that that side gets in. And now it's like, I don't
0: want to, well, I don't want to lose. Yeah. Well, both sides have valid points and opinions and a lot of things that that are meant for good and that are good as well. It's just the bipartisan effort to bring those together. But that's where you get and you see how that's been hard to accomplish that bipartisan effort because of the fact that there's so much so many radicalized ideas on all sides of things that people are just really uh, they're really just like diving headfirst into that. And it's this momentum that's been swinging and they're actually they're actually just jumping on that on that momentum. And therefore, it's just bringing even more of that forced flow to it. And, and and that's just really what we end up seeing with that. So it's the thing is, what can we understand now from all this and being in this and all having some being affected in some sort of way and watching it on such a global scale as well and in our immediate environment and in our relationships? What can we do and how can we do it to start to heal that like traumatic way of responding to all this shit.
1: Yeah, like the emotions are so high and it's let's take a breath. Like you had a whole year. Now, not many people had a year off, should I say. But that was a very like, you know, let's be honest. It was not as bad as it could
0: have been. Yeah. You had time. There was time to reflect inward. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And to take care of your emotions, And understandably if you got kind of fucked over when it comes to money or a job, the whole world's going through this yeah. and it's a reboot. Like, look to see the positive and not to just come off like I'm some airy-fairy, be positive type of person because I'm really not. I'm actually really about facts. Mm-hmm. I'm not always airy-fairy positive yeah. at all. Um, but when it comes down to it, I, I just want fact and truth. I just want to learn the situation and then assess it by what's going to be better for all of us and not by what team or what my emotions are, uh, that because that's you're coming from a place then of selfishness. So you're going to be selfish if you're coming from your own emotions. If you're having an emotional reaction to something, usually it's because something hurt you.
0: Yeah, you're hurt. But people are people are forcing these 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 opinions, these emotion-driven opinions, to what they feel is actually true to themselves. But are they kind of orchestrated to think that they're these? attributes that uh, that are true to themselves. Well, you know what did it? Social media gave everybody media this un general, yeah. fucking important attitude. Well, yeah. And uh, you know that that is. That's a good point because I think also the fact that we've lost the gratitude of the fact that we have that ability to share our our, our opinions, our thoughts and our beliefs yeah. so freely and easily mm-hmm. to the point that we forget that everybody has that same right. So, when it clashes with your ideas, then you all of a sudden feel like it's an attack, but it's not an attack. That's your perception of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and definitely what we're going into today is different perspective and learning different systems of thought, but this does relate to the whole election and politics and stuff. It's like, just because someone does think different does not mean that they're a bad person or that they should be opposite of you. Like, we are literally recreating the Civil War right now. We are. Mm Mm-hmm. And due to ideals. Yeah. Like what I think is more important than what you think. And if you don't think what I think,
0: well, fuck you. Yeah. And we're constantly kind of trying to change always the other individual rather than change our own individual thought process to be able to cooperate with the, what the other individual. And, and that, that's what I feel is, imp- is important because it's like, you're constantly trying to force whatever energetic field that you're tapping into and frequency that you're tapping into and you're trying to force that to to gain like a snowball effect and run over everybody else that they just have to fall into it with instead coming from that common core field and just being able to pull pull that that need and coming from a place of compassion that's the problem too that's coming not coming from compassion uh you know understanding that like i said people have these different ideas thoughts and opinions um and if you don't agree or you actually feel like there is some factual things that make that other thing wrong but nothing is actually necessarily wrong it's it's causing you to be able to regress back when you don't have compassion and you're you're sitting there not being able to develop that connection with that person because you're creating a disconnection by being like oh no like we're completely different we're separate Mm -hmm. we're not the same
1: yeah well we're actually disconnecting from other people because we we're actually disconnected from ourselves yeah we really don't know who we are and what we want anymore it really is like follow the leader you know someone lays something out for me and i follow and then What's ironic is people are coming off like, well, no, this is like a me now thing, like, or I'm unique type of society, like, my my social media page and what I am, and I'm I'm transgender, I'm gay, I'm black, I'm this, I'm that, right? These labels, people don't understand that those like the importance you're putting on words and labels Mm -hmm. are the things that are creating the separation, red and blue, you know, two different colors we're forgetting similarities. Yeah. We're forgetting that we're all human and this isn't no hippie shit. It's actually just really simple. It's simple. You want to solve the problem? Get your head out of your ass. Like, stop trying to be so different. Like, why don't we find our similarities? Like, maybe maybe because that our society so built on competition, whether it's the rat race or liking football teams. Like, if you ever watched a football game, and certain fans,
0: it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, I love football and I love competition. Yeah, like some of these people end up in jail because they can't control their fucking tempers over a f- fucking team.
1: Right, and that's reflecting back into other areas. It's like psychologically, we're like we've learned to be like this in a certain fashion when it comes to sports or when it comes to the rat race and making money is like, I need to win. I need to beat this guy. And you know, the system does train us to be like that. Like if you don't win, like if, or if you don't go beat the other guy, if you don't beat him for the job or if you don't beat him for that hot, piece of ass you know or something like that or you don't get the hottest richest guy in the world and you can't show him off like if you don't get that well now you can't show him off on your social media now you can't whatever and you're a loser and you don't get any attention or any love if you don't win
0: you're creating very superficial value in that way there's no real true value within yourself and I know that sounds kind of like like you said hippie bullshit but it's true though it's like what actual attributes do you feel like you're um, you're bringing vitality to uh, in order to show your worth. You know, it's not necessarily... You could have all the things in the world but still have a shitty personality. Well, what's... Your, no, no, no. What's your value?
2: Yeah.
1: You know, like, are, are you valuing... Not only yourself, are you valuing other people? Like, you're not important until you start making other people important. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's just common sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if it's all about you and if it's all about your team and it's all whatever... Like, you ever meet someone... Uh, I know plenty of these. I call them one uppers, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know they. Uh, I tell them something that maybe I had been proud about with myself, and I, I've achieved something, and they're they're like, "Oh well, cool for you. I got I got this though Yeah,
0: I just did this though
1: Yeah, yo, I hooked up with this chick last week. Check this out. Oh yeah, well, I hooked up with like three girls last week. Yeah, you know, or uh, you know, um, here your team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, fuck your team. You know, my team made it. So it's like we get this like self-reinforcement uh, and validation from our gains. Yeah. You and, feel
0: like some sort of dominance over the other person.
1: Yeah. And that's differences. Mm-hmm. Like what, because I'm different over my difference better than your difference. So that means I'm more important and that means I'm more validated. Yeah. When yet we're probably most likely not validating ourselves from the start. Yeah
0: that's like that's like an outward outward way of trying to get validation for yourself rather than you actually validating yourself so right. you're absolutely right
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah with doing this episode it's it's just funny how we were able to rearrange how we were going about things uh, not necessarily because of anything but the energies did shift even for us so you know kind of bringing it back to the energetic field but now getting out more so on a personal level like how how this actually affects us you know, where we see that we can intervene um, and, and also how it relates to our current circumstances.
1: Well, yeah, and, you know, the basis of this episode is going to be how not like we've learned about the field, the energetic field, and we know that we also produce energetic fields and we communicate with it and that's going to be a big part of it, right? Well, if we're talking about the thoughts and emotions of the whole collective right now, everybody and the division and, and what people are feeling and sending into the field, the way we're going about everything, if we're talking, uh, you know, using the function of spirituality and, uh, you know, we're talking energy and frequency and by the way, we're going to go over how this is also science, like this isn't woo-woo nonsense, we're not going to talk to woo-woo today, we're going to talk like, we're going to give you straight facts, uh, you know, give you some experiments and give you some uh, you know, explanations on how, you know, on the quantum level, we're, We're creating reality. We are. And let's just say our most predominant thoughts and states of mind and states of being are sending out those signals, communicating with the field, and we're getting that mirrored back to us. So when you really think about the competitive mindset and the way we go about it and my importance over your importance and my team over your team, we're recreating it constantly. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
1: I'm black, you're white. Mm Mm-hmm. You Know so that makes us different, so we're sending out this different frequency, yeah. And then it's in the mirror, it's we're looking at it, going, Yeah, that's yeah, we're different, and because we're different, well, my difference better than yours. Like, we've gotten got to this whole competitive mindset, and it's not going to shift until we shift. It's yeah. not about the president, mm-hmm. it's not,
0: no. And that's just, that's where we're going to take the universal knowledge and start applying it and to. to to understand and create that unity within ourselves, this way we could actually start acting as a unit as a whole. Um, so, yeah, like you said, we spoke how there's an etheric field of energy that surrounds Earth, that surrounds space, the body, so on. Uh, but, and we described its makeup and its properties, and even how it's depicted by ancient cultures, religion, and esoteric sciences. Now that we generally understand that, we are connected to this field through consciousness. What does that mean for ourselves individually? What does that mean for us as a whole? So in this episode, we are going to go further into understanding our ability to tap into this field and others and how we're able to do that. Uh, We'll talk about the different mechanisms of spiritual and physical nature and also how we influence uh, the manifestation process of creation, both voluntarily and involuntarily, consciously and unconsciously.
1: Yeah, which unconsciously we do it and don't like. It is unconscious. We don't even realize we're doing it, and uh, it's showing on the media mm-hmm. and in on on social media and everywhere.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna show how this all relates back to our thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, and show you how to gain further awareness about your consciousness and the environment, the universe, our physical body. Um, and this is going to be kind of a brief overview of that, which kind of leads to this. In a way newer series of of the information we're going to be bringing to you and uh that we're gonna you know go and dive deeper in uh other episodes uh so you'll you'll also get to see how astrology ties into this understanding of the energy of energy in the field but on an even more personal level like i said with that you can really begin to truly heal and create a reality that you desire So in our previous episode, we mentioned the uh, the function and power, not only that the brain has, but the heart as well. We said how it has many neurons and receptors to the field, just like the brain does. So with knowing that we know the heart is important to leading the way to these higher frequencies that we talk about that are within the field um, and that are able to uh, help you shift uh, into a more time uh, abundant timeline or experience. It isn't a direct arrival though, nor does it mean that you're guaranteed to stay there. But once you've done the work and done it enough times, you begin to more easily maintain that higher vibrational frequency. And then it starts to become an involuntary or unconscious, uh, unconscious act of doing. So you have your higher vibrational self. Uh, Your higher vibrational self is one that is ahead of the curve, proactive and honest. That's compassionate and also love-based. Your lower vibrational self is one that provides you with intuition, but it's tied to the ego and desires on a more physical and superficial level.
1: Yeah, and let me clear this up for anybody who's say newer or new to hearing say vibration or frequency, and to clear it up that it's not just a spiritual, you know, crackpot thing. Like vibration is the fact that it's it's energy vibrating at a frequency and everything has a frequency, including your thoughts and including your emotions. Let them know. And your higher self is when you're vibrating high in higher emotions. Yeah. Things that make good feelings. Mm,
0: Simple as that. Exactly. And that's how it relates back to the feelings. So with knowing that the lower self then is the more react is more reactive to the curve. uh, Unlike the higher self. So, As an example, think about if you discovered something about someone close to you, maybe you feel angry, then you feel hurt, then you're okay with it, and then you're angry again and so on. To lead with your heart is to notice these feelings as they move. Then as you move through the emotions, you start developing thoughts and beliefs about the person, the situation, or circumstances. That is where we have the ability to channel our emotions and consciousness into a more proactive path that further helps us tap into the outcome or perception our heart truly desires, and that'll bring us more unity to our higher vibrational self, that higher state of consciousness frequency that's within the field. The heart leads the way, and if you have the mind right, use it. That means letting it take you through the emotions responsibly, but letting the heart decide
1: because it is its own brain. It has neurons. Uh, It's our connection to say the divine intelligence. We did explain that during the divine matrix and how the heart is connected to the field. And the field is where it, when they say God is love, it's, it's a frequency that we tap into. Mm -hmm. And it's not just love, like love you intimate, like love is a state of God. And it's, having the ability to tap into your highest version of yourself. It's having this unconditional uh, openness and compassion for others and the world. Mm -hmm. And the universe is so perfect. Like it's designed so perfect that if you're in that state, if you vibrate higher, Mm -hmm. you have access to better thoughts, you have access to better feelings and that leads to better
0: manifestations. Yeah. And then, you know, to even go further off that, like, you know, we know that, Say an emotion like love is a frequency, you know, because there has been experiments done because we know that water holds memory and it holds an energetic pattern memory. Right. And when giving off this energetic whether say it was somebody, and I know this sounds crazy, but it actually was a thing sitting in front of a glass saying loving things coming from the heart and 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 speaking that into the water. Dr. Emoto. Yeah, and then when checking it under the microscope and everything, you see in the in the in the wave and the particles and and how it comes together to go into that frequency and give us an actual visual picture of what that shape or frequency is for that emotion.
1: Yeah, so emotions have a measurement. Mm-hmm. And this shows through the electromagnetic field of human beings and other uh you know conscious beings, yeah uh, so because these things are measured, you know p- doing the whole water exper- uh, water experiment, it was physical proof that things had a different frequency because when you crystallize the water it 'd be different geometrical shapes mm. when it was lower negative uh vibrations and frequencies coming off. Uh, I think the one thing he had said or written on paper, he put it on the glass. It said, I hope you die or I will kill you
2: Mm -hmm. or something along the
1: lines. And it was just a mess. Chaotic. It was chaos. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're 80 to 90% water. Mm -hmm. So if we're vibrating, feeling lower states of uh, emotion, uh, what are we doing to our you know, the water in our body? What are we doing to our whole being? We're hurting our physical body.
0: Yeah, and if especially if we know that, you know, there's a constant misconception that matter affects the field, but really it's the field that affects matters. So with that concept in mind, you got to think about already just us as as these bodies, as beings. We have so much that goes on in our environment between the air, food, the news, all this stuff that creates a certain environment that does affect us. In that way yeah so why are you going to contribute to it when you know that you have the ability to actually re kind of redefine that environment that's affecting you Mm -hmm. you know And and it comes through you know the emotions the thoughts about things so that's where you really start
1: yeah and there was um to show that the the field um affects matter meaning energy our energy uh you know emanating from our heart uh affects the field uh there was this thing called the geostationary operational environmental satellite and yes i am reading that uh it measures the earth's electromagnetic field and it still goes on today it's been they've been doing it for decades now and every day day by day it measures the field and ironically on a day where it, everything got real emotional can you recall a day where i know that i have has been emotional lately but what was the one of the biggest emotional uproars and ever
0: 911
1: right so on 911 the readings were haywire they spiked uh, so the global coherence uh, initiative that's what it was called believed that there was a feedback loop between the magnetic and energetic systems of human beings and the Earth. Accordingly, when a large number of people generated a common emotional feeling, a lot of people felt the way on nine eleven. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, so, so such as in response to that global event, it altered the Earth's magnetic and energetic field.
0: And think about the connectivity between everybody's feelings that day, because how much communication was going on between everybody trying to reach out to everybody, call this one, call that one. Oh my god, do you see what's on the news? Everybody was even more connected that day.
1: Yeah, well, also cuz and we're, we'll go into this is when you're thinking similar thoughts to people. You're mm-hmm. actually tapping into say uh like a like an information structure like picture picture just say a cloud or a hard drive. And when you're thinking and feeling a certain way, you're accessing that part of the hard drive, you're accessing that part of the field. Mm-hmm. And when people around the earth are thinking the same thoughts and feeling the same feelings, you're actually tapping into each other because you're running off the same frequency. Yeah. You're going into the same network.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when on a day like that, where everyone was focused on the chaos, on the, on the terror, uh, on the sadness and all that, and they were communicating and sharing those feelings, we all connected. And it may have been in a lower state mm-hmm. but we all did come together and then it showed for survival for survival right yeah. and it showed through measurements on a graph on yeah. a meter mm-hmm. and the earth's magnetic field shifted uh, and I, i'll repeat it was the global coherence initiative and it was by the heart math institute and they they have all the studies on the internet you can google it so how would that even occur right like how how, because we feel the same feelings, how would we affect the earth?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we'll start at the human heart is the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy in the body. It produces an electrical field 60 times stronger than the brain and a magnetic field 5,000 times stronger than the brain. So the emotional state of the heart uh, being measured in a electromagnetic energy, we now know it extends outward into space. Some scientists think, mi- like a mile. Like they, like we. Every time your heart beats, it's sending out this wall of energy, and it's mm-hmm. you're you're communicating into the field, and you're hitting other people. You know, when you walk into a room and yeah. someone that maybe you don't like, or they have mm-hmm. this type of vibe, and you're like, "Oh, I feel a certain way." Yeah, like they're actually hitting you with,
0: yeah, their vibrations. But think about it: we have different. Like, if it's vibrating like that, we probably have so many different thoughts and emotions going on that we're not even that we're not even really conscious to, that we're not primarily focused on. Right. Because there's only so much that we can take in in our conscious mind of our surroundings, especially with even just our sight and our our visuals of things too. And when two humans communicate, we know this, uh,
1: that it's not only really words, but gestures and body language. And they also communicate, now we know, electromagnetically. So you have all these different ways of communicating. You have all these different thoughts and energies in the air and then we know when we're feeling the same way or thinking the same way spikes happen in the earth like it shows that we're connected to something yeah which the field mm-hmm. we are connected electromagnetically and uh it leads us into the fact that we want to talk about how we're going to change ourselves to manifest and to bring new and different things into our life for a better life for a, for a better experience for mm-hmm. healing and for health and for uh you know, to to get in that state of love again so we could start manifesting because it's not just physical. We're manifesting from the spiritual.
0: Yeah. And I do wanna I do want to just help them understand as well, the listener, about even just uh just to see how it it relates to the physical and how you see that it actually does come back into the more mental as well. Uh so we know that there's an, an innate intelligence that that is part of the field and runs the, you know, that's how the universe operates. There's by, an operator. Yes. Right? Um, but we also know that that intelligence is within our biology uh, as well and that our body feeds off of it. Uh, with that intelligence, if we connect to it, give it the genetic blueprint of our desires uh, that we want to see and manifest and allow that enten- uh, that intelligence to channel through our energy centers of our body by using our emotions, thoughts, and feelings then we should be able to physically and perceptually change our experiences in this reality. So how do we know this to be true? Uh, well, just like everything else we do here, let's look at the picture within the picture of what we know to be a fractal reality and then repeat that again. So we know the body and the mind. Um, we know when, when they're uh, in pain or distress or trauma, we prepare for the worst And we choose the worst thing that could happen to us instead of the best. Naturally. Yes, naturally, we do that. We do that um, when we do that, it causes a response of fear or anger that releases a chemical reaction through our hormones to regulate the body for that worst possible outcome. If you think about it too, hormones, I think it was Joe Dispenza that said it, where it was like hormones harmonize, you know, the hormones release a, a harmony. Yeah. Of vibrational right. frequencies. Hmm. And those are the messages to the body, which we're going to get into.
1: This is why music is the most spiritual thing ever because uh-huh. it relates to everything. It's because exactly. it,
0: it is frequency. And just like in the Bible, it started with a word. And he said, and he let said there be light messages. So these <laughs> hormones tell our body how to breathe, pump blood, uh, body temperature regulation, how to grow, eat, drink. The hormones flow. The hormones flow through the whole body, but only affect certain cells designed to receive their messages. Hormone receptor sites work together like a lock and key. The hormone travels uh, to whichever cells in the body that need to be activated or altered in order to respond to the trigger. So when they do, there's a protein exchange uh, with many, many variable um, variables, which interacts with the genetic makeup of the cell that causes it to adapt. And in that microcosmic function is where we can see the interaction of the body with this innate intelligence that we see throughout the universe. Mm. So how does that help us knowing that? Well, if we can regulate the stimulus that activates us to have a response or reaction, then we can focus on what we want to tell the cells in our body when those hormones are being released between the nervous system and the endocrine system. They are ultimately signaling to our body function through vibrational patterns on a molecular scale. This means there is a frequency being engaged during these functions and that we have the ability to understand the patterns and then understand how to be signaling the right frequencies for us in our body. It's showing us that the field is actually changing the molecule, not the molecule changing the field, like I said earlier our feelings and our perception is what is laying out the template in the field for the molecule to mold to. So it's just, you know, we, and we've seen this before with brain scans um, where you, you're possible. It's possible to change the brain in like four days and 80% out of a thousand have showed that you can change your brain just by meditation alone. Now there's a, there's more to that than just meditation But anyway, so the evidence is there. We know that you can train your heart to work more coherently. We see this through the heart beating out of rhythm when you're in an emotional state um, and and that causes certain suppressions on your genes. So it is then affecting your genetic makeup or expression. Epigenetics. Exactly.
1: Above. Epi means above and that means your environment is actually affecting your genetics and your
0: body. And your genome expression is basically what kind of gives you a lot of, characteristics in many ways, whether it's just even how an organ is, you know, um, uh, regenerating as well.
1: Studies do find now that it's 25% from your mother, 25% from your father, 50% from your environment.
0: So ultimately uh, this is changing how you develop and grow, grow on a cellular level. You can change your immune system. You can lengthen your life. But that's not even the amazing part about it. The amazing thing about it is that we all have the ability to do this. And that's what we want to talk about. We want to get into with everybody because, um, you know, yeah, if you understand it on the physical level, then you also are able to see how it occurs through your thoughts and emotions as well and to change like those certain outcomes of what you experience.
1: Right. So foundationally understanding how the field works, how frequency and vibration are so important because that's how the field's talking. So that means that's how you're talking to the field. And since everything else is the field, well, it's how you're talking to everything else. So the emotions and thoughts coming off of you and your states of mind, it's not just in your head. Yeah. It's It's outside of you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and it being outside of you and inside of you, you're having an effect both in and out you're affecting the people around you and your environment and your environment is affecting you. And even, you know, your body responding, your body is having, having an energetic shift. It's, it's starting to show whether it's your blood pressure or, you know, it's, uh, you know, you you know, your heart racing or something like that. Like your thoughts affect way more than what you, what you consider.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we could see this with stress. So like, when it comes to this short-term stress causes illnesses like headaches or like tension, fatigue, stuff of that sort. But chronic stress causes disease. So we're talking about emotional stress. We're talking about physical stress, mental stress. So if, if you're living in constant fear, then you're producing that fear response in the body and it's causing your body to utilize all its vital resources to adapt to the environment you're in. Or should I say that you are telling the body That you're in so you can be physically healthy and eat right exercise but still you can cause these diseases to turn up in the body maybe it's because you're always in fear of getting sick or hurt or being unhealthy or being in poverty so since the body is a mass protein producing machine it makes sense that a gene needs to be signaled in order to make the protein so if the gene is constantly being signaled by your emotions from a thought of something you are then telling the gene what environment it's encountering and what to prepare for. So, so, if your thoughts are constantly, oh, I don't want to get sick or hurt or be unhealthy, that thought is causing the emotional response of fear and worry. And that emotional response is signaling to prepare for the worst. And the genetic signal is that worst environment scenario. And in that, there's a sort of genetic mutation or suppression, and this can lead to diseases and energy energy blocks in the body. So with knowing that, now you can see the flip side of that when having more balanced thoughts and regulated emotions. Taking this concept a step forward and what we know about energy, we can bring conscious awareness to specific points in the body and intentionally heal certain organs or parts of the bodies. You can see how meditational practices tend to be a main factor in doing so. Huge with yoga. Yeah, exactly. Yoga Yoga's is all about energy work. Mm-hmm. And they, all these, they point out these key points in the body that we often hear as chakras. Yeah. Chakras. Chakra. <laughs> but what are they exactly and what's the importance? So we'll go into that. And yes, this change happens in your body and can happen on a, on a physical level. But we're also going to explain how that happens on in 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 more of a, a mental and spiritual level as well.
1: Yeah, well it's all connected into one system. It's one ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So what happens on the physical will manifest more so in the spiritual, mm-hmm. you know, it will and in the mental. So if you know, if you get uh, if you get hurt or something happens, say in the physical world to cause an emotional reaction, well, the physical just changed the spiritual, it just changed your emotion, it just changed your energy, yeah. your frequency right and along the spine you have these main points we call chakras and what those are are psychological points in the body and they're measured by frequency
2: yeah
1: for example you would say the like sexual thoughts are going to vibrate at the frequency of the sacral chakra which is by the gonads yeah. right so these are psychological centers where thoughts and feelings get stuck in and they create blocks so if you have some traumatic thought, not only are you having the hormonal reaction and your and your and you know your blood pressure is raising through the roof or whatever it is, geo if I was to cut your your head open, right? Mm-hmm. And you had like some traumatic thought in your head. Yeah. And I cut it open, would I get the, would I find the thought? Nope. Just some blood. <laughs> and and because these thoughts are being transmitted on the quantum level uh, energetically, and new studies show that you know, thoughts aren't actually in the brain. They're picked up from the field. Yeah. Everything's in the field. It's not about being in the, the brain is like a quantum receiver. Yeah. And you're able to tap into frequencies and sections of the field. It's like a hard drive. So Uh these psychological centers, they rule say areas of thought and certain emotions. Like you'll get positive and negative emotions of say the root if you're overactive in the root, you're gonna ha- have overactive root-like uh, problems. So you're gonna have, you know, you're gonna be insecure. Uh, if well, if it's blocked, you're gonna be insecure. You're not gonna feel uh, your primal nature will be, uh, you know, basically it's silent. Like you won't. If you have a blocked root chakra, you are not in your lower state very well, you know, or if it's overactive, you're going to be overly sexual and you're going to be all about security and being dominant and being yeah. primal and stuff like that. And that's how you know that these, the it's almost like the chakras give the ability to have a measurement and to understand what parts of the bodies, because around that same area of the body, you'll start developing an illness. Mm-hmm. So if you have, say, a blockage and a trauma in a certain type of area, the chakras are a way to kind of read on the body where energetically you would have these things, which leads down to the physical. Exactly. So, the chakra are actually known really as energy centers, are points of connection in which energy flows from one vehicle or body of man to another. We also communicate
0: it to each other. These are the the wheels that we talk with energetically. It means disc or wheels in Sanskrit. Right. And uh, yeah, they're along the spine. Corresponding to certain nerve bundles and also major organs.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're the major centers of radiant power uh, within it are like subtle energy or emotional bodies. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to the general understanding, there's seven main points representing the energetic intersections between physical matter and your consciousness. Uh, Each chakra is like an antenna, like constantly receiving and transmitting energy. From the environment and from other people. Uh, how smoothly your chakras function determines how fully you inhabit your body, how successful you are in your relationships due to the conversations you're having energetically with people, and how much inner peace you enjoy through the functionality and through the harmony that your body or hormonally your body is processing everything.
0: Yeah. So when you're experiencing a blocker deficiency, uh, you can experience physical or emotional symptoms related to that particular uh, particular energy point. Um, you know, most most of you know the main seven start at the roost or the base of your spine that go up to the crown or the top of your head. Uh, this is always a good starting point, though, to understand when you really understand the function of them. Um, it's really good for understanding the, relation, or the ra- relational awareness between the mind, body, and spirit. Um, so, you know, did we mention... Did we mention what they are? I mean, I know most people know what the seven chakras are.
1: We're gonna. Well, I want to do a whole episode on yeah. the chakras and the energy body, and uh, mm. because you know, I'm at the at this point, I really am getting into health and mm. the healing aspect of spirituality yeah. and learning to heal the body, especially after the past few years of dealing, you know, uh, taking herbs and cell salts and stuff like that, and learning about homeopathic medicine yeah. and the energy body. I cured a friggin' uh, uh, an infected tooth. Yeah, through homeopathic met like just understanding what certain minerals mm. and things to do energetically. I mean, even things like yoga and Reiki and stuff like that show to be they proven to be,
0: you know, efficient. And this is important. So we so we don't necessarily need to constantly go to pharmaceutical uh measures you know, that sometimes don't have their benefits. I know there's a time and place for it, but there's also ways that, you know, also it's it can be very costly and expensive and traumatic and invasive as well. So there's a way also to be able to maintain this holistic way of, of taking care of your body as well.
1: Right. And well, so why it would be important to connect the spiritual to the physical and learn about your chakras and your energy body is because the things in your energy body coming along, say more so many of the new age beliefs and my beliefs according, just because from experience is if you have a trauma or a blockage, not only does it show up in the body, but it also shows up in your reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have say a fear of, uh, I've met, women who have a fear of sex because they had some kind of trauma mm-hmm. happen with sex, right? Yeah. Well, I could see them manifest the same guys mm-hmm. that give them the trauma. And yeah. because it's stuck in the body.
0: And it's constantly triggering it and it's that constant cycle back.
1: Well, the energy's trapped in the body yeah. and that frequency is emanating from that. Mm-hmm. So to learn to clear your energy body is actually clearing up your life. Yeah. It's clearing up the things you're manifesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's important to know about your energy body, how it works. It's really there. Like right now, we don't have instruments to really measure the actual chakras, but we do have electromagnetic instrumentation, right?
0: Um, But also, also something that we can, uh, you know, in a way use this, um, this physical anatomy to measure those chakras. You know, we also know that the seven chakras are also connected to the major endocrine glands in the body. So I was talking about hormones before being a part of all this and how their function work with our DNA um, and our genomes and all that. So this is how you could even see how the endocrine glands are connected to these energy points. Well,
1: there's a lot of activity going on in the Endocr- and yeah, there's that's the main centers yeah. physically in the body the saying, sending creating, the message, sending the messages. Yes. Right. And like say, we do have, you know, there's a chakra called the solar plexus. Mm-hmm. Right. But in in actual medical school, they teach you that there is a solar yeah. plexus. It's a bundle of mm-hmm. nerves. Yes. Crisscrossing in your stomach. And that's when you get your butterflies or you get nervous on a date or, you know, this or that.
0: Yeah. And you the know, nervous system and the endocrine system is what's sending those messages to to be able to respond to what kind of environment you're in right so a
1: chakra would be any location where two or more nadis or subtle channels in which energy flows cross They're junctions of vibrant energy our chi our prana uh and actually many of the smaller chakras because there's many more these are the seven main ones the smaller ones are what you would see used in acupuncture Mm-hmm. That's where they're putting those needles. They know the yeah. nodes of the energy body, mm-hmm. and that's why you know when people go and they they can go for emotional blockages. It's not just say physical, like they have a bad leg or bad knee or well, it's something along the body where they're acupuncture's for healing energy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's releasing those those channels and un, unblocking those those more specific uh, channels and nerve endings.
1: Right, and you could think of the effect as kind of like a telephone exchange. You know, like with many wires and the wires are the noddies that you, as you'd call it, the you subtle the energy. changing. Please hold. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, and coming, coming in, going out and com- constantly communicating hmm. and like, and sometimes you'll get your occasional, uh, uh, telemarketer, you know, gets in yeah. there and is pissing you off. Won't go away.
0: <laughs> I don't uh, unsubscribe to this shit. Yeah.
1: You can compare the chakra system even to like the internet, like every part of the web connecting directly to every other part. So everything's connected energetically and it kind of sounds like something, doesn't it? Yeah. We made a whole episode about
0: how the field is basically a giant nervous system. Seven and eight. Check them out if you haven't already. Yep. This, this, this ties this all together.
1: Yep. And, uh, the word chakra is, it's actually a bit misleading because it's usually translated as wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, a wheel can only kind of it can go forward and backwards, and when you want to like drive your car, say to the right, you turn the wheels in the direction, and you go forward, right or backwards. In fact, each chakra is more like like a multi-dimensional ball of radiant energy. It's like a vortex uh, or an energetic torus field, and what that means is it's like its movement takes place on a circular donut-like axis in like a twisting motion, and you know each chakra. It, that's to the area it's in it's that's where you're communicating like a lot of people probably communicate via root chakra due to sexual yeah and sacral due to sexual attraction Mm -hmm. they're feeling those energies are vibrating those chakras turn on and if someone's really attracted you're getting the energy exchanged and that's where you get that turned on feeling Mm -hmm. the energy's turning on yeah um and they're they're conduits so that they conduct and transform subtle energy into material form, so bringing the energy into material, bringing it into the nervous system.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so I'm going into yeah, it it's and it shows this. We see it actually happen within our body. Like I mentioned, the glands, you know, starting uh, from the crown to the root, um, the glands that would be associated would be starting at the crown. Like I said, pineal gland, the pituitary gland, the thyroid, the thymus, the pancreas, the ovaries and testes, and then the adrenal glands which are the root so now knowing how hormones change our genetic signals and how we evolve we can see how the the chakra energy points are not just some sort of spiritual vedic teaching only Um, energetic blocks imbalances and energy sabotaging habits they prevent us from accessing our full vitality on an everyday basis and this leads us to feel exhausted scattered dull and uh, even ill
1: yeah well because Some can be blocked. Some can be like, think of it as a, it's energy is being dispersed and it has to be dispersed in a balanced. And you got to run like if picture you have a house and you're running all the power to the living room and you're not getting any power in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to turn on the TV, enjoy yourself in your own bed. You got to go to the the one room. Mm -hmm. Your body's kind of like that house. And it's like, you're trying to send each room an equal amount of energy. Yeah. And if you don't do that, the house doesn't function properly. not everything's happy in the house, yeah,
0: so you got a base- say you got a basement and you got the sub pump and the pipes, and your pipes are blocked up you know <laughs> towards the top of top of the house, not where the basement is so mm-hmm. when you're trying to pump that water out, it's getting blocked and it's flowing back down to that energy point and it's creating an overflow right there in the basement, shit everywhere,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I had that so,
0: problem in, in an old house. Uh huh. How ironic! Except for the shit everywhere, it, it didn't really back up like that. But it, we had problems. Right.
1: Very ironic. But yeah, one of the best ways to, you know, teach everybody would be that stupid little analogy because it's true. it's really how it works. Mm-hmm. Um. So if the chakras aren't functioning properly, like Gio said, the associated body organs and systems will become impaired. mm Hmm. You know, and, and since each of the seven chakras represents like a particular energy frequency, um, when they're fully functional and connected, they provide incredible creative control over, f- over you know, your physical body itself and even your mental state. It's everything, literally. Your, your mind, body, and spirit, it's like the signature of all that and the proper function, the functionality mm-hmm. of every aspect of you is coming from
0: that energy body. So if you have the root being the reproductive glands and, and all that and controlling sexual development, secreting sex hormones, you know, that being the testes or the kidneys, ovaries and the base of the spine, what's something that we can compare to that now on a more um, experience, like an experiential reality level of like when that chakra is blocked up your root?
1: Well, all right. Blocked. I, I would... I'd actually like to do, do blocked and
0: freed up free. Okay. So, or balance freed up. Yeah.
1: Blocked really kind of relates back to say, I'll use the female who experienced sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. And because she had that sexual trauma, she now has a fear mm-hmm. and she has that energy blocked in there. It actually stays rooted in there. If you're still feeling, because basically it, it, you would think of it like the energy's down in the genital area, right? Mm-hmm. But, Actually, the energetic flow through your chakras is largely determined by your mental state. Hmm. So holding fears and misconceptions in your consciousness impedes and reverses the flow of energy. Exactly. Right? So that's going to create not only the hormonal aspect, yeah. like you're going to, your anytime, say, a guy tries to make a move on you, you're gonna have your cortisol is gonna shoot through the roof,
0: and that's like that outward. You could see that outward expression there. Yeah, and more on the body level is because if maybe if you are in that fear and in that chakra and that energy point, you know the other thing is not being able to secrete those normal sexual hormones that say, you need oh, in order to have dried up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know sorry uh, sorry ladies alright so we get the picture with that one but now moving on to the sacral that's uh, with the adrenal glands let's attack the guys on this one yes alright so the sacral chakra the adrenal glands um, this regulates the immune system we know metabolism and it's the fight or flight you know considered with the va- the vagus nerve uh, your bladder your prostate uh, also ovaries it could be the kidneys as well gallbladder bowel and your spleen so Let's talk about a blockage there and then freeing it up what it's like.
1: I would say this time I, because I've been waiting to use this example mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to go overactive. Okay. We did the block cause that was easy for the woman because True. there it's, we go. Right. So because guys could do something by the way, very overactively in excess in excess. I think we all know that. Yeah. You know, red tube porn hub.
0: It's a good one. I'm, I'm not, don't, <laughs> I don't mean the actual sight. I just meant this is a good one. to No, quote. no, you, I know what you mean. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not in the sacral.
1: Uh-huh. Not
0: so all the time.
1: Well, so if a guy has a lot of sexual thoughts, he's going to be coming from his lower nature. Now, that's towards the bottom of the body. And in the, the Vedic teaching, towards the bottom of the body is
0: hell,
2: mm-hmm.
1: meaning it's a lower state of vibration. You're, you're living more from the primal and
0: animalistic nature. It's, it's more connected to the physical earth.
1: Yes, Mm -hmm. you're more towards the ground, right? Mm -hmm. So because of that, if I'm thinking constant sexual thoughts and constantly jerking off Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly focused on just the sexual aspects of things, well, I'm activating that chakra, meaning I'm thinking those thoughts and I'm using those hormones, Mm -hmm. right? That's turned on. So when you do something excessively, it becomes imbalanced. So what happens after that? Well, you're going to experience lack of creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of, and because you're using a lot of that energy, it has to take energy from other sources. So now it's going to be siphoning from the root. Yeah. So you're actually going to become feminized, Mm -hmm. which a lot of these guys really are. They, they mask it with working out and talking tough, but really at the end of the day, they're emotional. They overreact. They're territorial. They can't keep their shit straight. You know, they're very insecure. They're not confident. Mm -hmm. And what's all that? That's your root chakra. So this overactive sacral of constantly living into the, you know, the artificial creating a baby thing because your body thinks, oh, we're creating a baby. you You know, it's, you're literally using this energy is what I'm saying.
0: You hear that, fellas? Alright, a
1: lot of guys that do go to the gym, right, they they pump in test. Yeah. Now they're artificially getting test. Well, you wonder why you're not making enough testosterone to build your muscle naturally. Well, you're jerking off all fucking day. Seventy five percent of your hormones, of your testosterone comes from your ball sack. Mm-hmm. What happens when you're constantly releasing those minerals and and all those hormones? You're not no, You yeah. are gonna go fucking bald and yeah. be a roid head and have tiny nuts and you know, and then they, what's crazy is it's like a loop, right? They get caught in the cycle. Mm-hmm. So the only way to become more manly still is actually to fuck more girls and to to, to jerk off and yeah. be this artificially masculine person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing you could see, like they're not given the time for that absor- absorption of these hormones to happen and to react with their DNA. So therefore they're signaling in their DNA this certain reaction and it's putting them in an environment of like, of, of stress, if anything, which causes that cortisol levels being raised, causes, causes that baldness to happen and all that. And this incomplete feeling and messes with your sleep and it just the list could go on. Well,
1: one key word is imbalanced. Yeah, Imbalance. You're overusing something. You know, it could be anything. For example, let's go to more of a soft subject instead of talking about balls. Mm-hmm, we'll true. talk about the heart. So let's say, my heart chakra is turned on, and what's the vibrations and f- and feelings and frequencies of the heart? What do we think? What well, we think? Compassion. Mm-hmm. We think, you know, feeling for people, loving people. Well, if I have an overactive heart chakra, I'm gonna I'm gonna be siphoning energy from my lower chakras. Now I'm gonna have no balls, and I'm gonna be constantly letting people walk all yeah, over me. Exactly. I'm gonna be overly emotional. Be gullible,
0: like shit, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or throat chakra. Mm-hmm. You know, throat chakra turns on. Well, what that is. Is you're gonna uh, develop where you can't shut the fuck up? Yeah.
0: We'll, go, we'll, we'll go. We'll go. There. All right, all right. We'll, we'll go there. We'll go there. We'll go there. You're
1: overly speaking on things, yeah. and you're very pushy with your uh, your opinions, and so that's how you would know. So you look at yourself or another human being, and you go, "What are their imbalances?" Yeah. Oh, those are their imbalances. If you're real honest with yourself, oh, those are your. That's what we got. Okay, I jerk off too much. Well, how do I rebalance that? And when you Figure it out. Now you start rebalancing yourself on the energetic level because we all know now that the field or the energy manifests the physical. So if spiritually you're starting out imbalanced, the physical would manifest into imbalance. Yeah. But if you learn how to balance the spiritual, the the physical fixes itself. There
0: you go. Exactly. It's a result. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, the physical is always a result of the spiritual. That's the secret.
0: Yeah, and it's a really important, and find that find that balance. And it also, what's great about it is it brings, just brings you to more self awareness. I feel like the more self awareness you have, as long as you're not too absorbed in your self awareness, you know anything anything has to be in balance, like we always say. But you, you really you really get to better be in the driver's seat of your life. Um, well,
1: yeah, well, you know what you're becoming more aware of every aspect of yourself, mm-hmm. and the and these seven energy centers are every aspect of you as a human being and as a spiritual being. Yeah. So by understanding and using the physical, say not as to define yourself emotionally or spiritually, but using the physical to understand what you are spiritually exactly. and what you're not.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. You and can actually see, you can. You have physical proof then.
1: you Right. Of it's, what you're doing. And this is how smart the universe is. It's a mirror, right? And I've said this. Mm-hmm. Since the universe is a mirror, well, all you have to do is analyze your life and your circumstances and your situation and your body and the state of all these things and you'll understand where you are spiritually
2: mm-hmm.
1: as long as you're honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, so by working with your chakras, you could reintroduce a full healthy flow. And the real challenge really is identifying, like identifying the blockages and misconceptions. We already really aren't honest with ourselves a mm-hmm. lot. You know, not saying everybody, I'm not speaking for everybody, but a majority of people I know or I've seen, and this can go all the way up to celebrities, there's, you could see where they're blocked or you could see where their imbalances are as a human being. And no one's a bad human being for that, you know, meaning like it's, not really our fault, but this is part of the journey. Now, we learned in school the physical. We learned in school the mental. We know this is what you do and you go to gym class and you learn about the body and you go to health and learn about you know sexual education and all that, and they teach you all the physical things, mm-hmm. but they lacked in the understanding of the spiritual knowledge, which affects everything the most.
0: Yeah. They don't really go into how much our, you know, makes everything seem like it's just involuntary, but you know there there is a lot of stuff that you can contribute to it and you know that's the things that aren't being te- uh being taught uh so you know we i know we moved on a little bit and went to the heart and the throat a little bit and stuff but just real quick we the, the cuz they're considered the the root the sacral and then you have the solar plexus are the 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 lower 3
1: you ever see the big mafia boss mm-hmm. the big italiano yeah. and he's got the big belly mm-hmm. well the solar plexus would uh The physical manifestation would be power.
0: Yeah. And that's the pancreas regulates metabolism, glucose levels, uh, the digestive enzymes as well. Um, And that's the thing about the lower three. They aren't bad. They aren't. They're they're an aspect of us. They're necessary for survival. The lower allows you to jump out of the way of an oncoming car. The second is necessary for producing the testosterone and estrogen in order to be able to to be able to procreate. The third, which is seen as the ceiling of the ego, is the power that drives you to get up and stand for something you believe in or using that gut feeling. So to be able to digest and receive the nutrients your body needs to function. But what happens when we move past those instinctual survival driven centers? What happens when you're living in the ones above those? Um, Once the energy reaches the heart, the heart opens up and it acts as an amplifier and moves up into the rest. Uh, And this all happens in frequencies. Yeah. That's and, he- the
1: point of it. and hence the, uh, the nine 11, uh, when they did the whole, you know, they measured the, uh, you know, the, the frequency of the earth. You just said the heart is an amplifier, you know? Yeah. And because it's an amplifier, it's a very important chakra to have open because that's, what's mainly, you know, communicating to the world. Energetic. It's like your strongest energetic center. You know, it's why a lot of religions really focused on the heart, you know, God's in the heart and all that. And because it's our divine connection, it's our, it's our ability to tap into the divine knowledge of the universe. When we live from the heart, when you live from the heart, any decision's easy.
0: Yeah. And think about it, think about it this way. So we talk about the solar plexus and the heart being an amplifier. You know, what if you have a hard time giving speeches in front of people and all that stuff and you go and you check out the awareness of your Solar plexus, You know, you would think like, oh, throat chakra. Well, yeah, but you look at all the other ones as well, too. And you see and then say you get that imbalance. You're able to drive that power up into your heart chakra that allows you to come from a place of passion and therefore is expressed out to your throat chakra. Yeah. You know, and it's it, there's a lot of emotional process in that in practice as well. Um, But that's just, you know, kind of an example. So, I mean, we went into the heart, you know, the heart being, you know, when associated with a gland would be the thymus. And that regulates body temperature, heart rate, your immune system, uh, the nervous system as well. And that's like, you know, heart and lungs. Um, and then we said about the, th- uh, the throat being the thyroid. We even know in astrology, Taurus, Taurus to be also a thing of the thyroid as well. The throat, the vocal cords, um, that also helps with m- metabolic rate, um, controlling the heart and the muscles and even digestive functions as well. Um, so you know, we kind of gave an example for the heart and the throat as well. But the next thing, and we always hear these a lot too, um, is also the third eye. This is a big one. The eye I think, and the crown. Let's just talk about those two.
1: Let me just say that a lot of people claim to focusing on opening the third eye. Mm-hmm. And I truly think that a lot of people don't know. they. It's an assumption thing and it became a trend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the thing when you don't, especially when you don't have the lower three balanced out. I don't see the power being able to be driven because you kind of do, you need those lower three to pull some sort of uh, physical power. Like I said, this physical instinctual thing that helps to keep you on track. And like we said, for the heart being the amplifier, Like you need to be able to draw power from somewhere to be able to have that third eye to be open and to be receiving of certain knowledge uh, and stuff, because the third eye is also associated with the pituitary gland. I know that there's relations with the pineal as well, but it's also the pituitary gland. um, And we know that produces hormones and governs functions of all the other five glands. So, you know, this affects the body chemistry. So, like I said, you kind of need the other ones, too if you want your third eye to be functioning in a correct manner.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not like, because, well, I think what it is, is they take the third eye concept and they go, oh, my third eye is open, so I'm woke,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? And not the woke in, say, spiritual terms, like I'm woke, like I, I saw a few police brutality videos, I watched the media, know they're corrupt, I'm woke. Mm-hmm. And to immediately assume that and to not have, the rest of yourself put together is dangerous because
0: one, you're actually stunting your growth. You're solidifying a belief system that you didn't really regulate to. No, right. Check out. Yeah. Fully.
1: And, um, you know, you're a whole, you're a whole machine. So if you're lacking the three lower chakras, which rule all the earthly things, it's like, you know what? Someone who just has the third eye open are like the people who just surf the internet and, read about woke things, and never bring it into the physical. Mm-hmm. They're constantly spiritual. There may be even the ones just meditating on the beach and forget about the physical. Like
2: that—that
1: yeah. that would be, say, a manifestation of lacking the three lower. It's like you have no phys- or financial security. You know, you don't have any real real power mm-hmm. or a- ability to do anything
0: in the earth realm. You don't get laid. Yeah. You know, That's it, what I mean, the bottom three is what kept primitive man to be able to survive and thrive. Yeah. You know, to be able to adapt to situations, to be able to have that chance to have more of an experience of this life and this, this reality. Yeah. So it's very, very important. So
1: you could see then, you know, the fact is, is, you know, um, the frequency and field affect the actual physical things. And there are conduits. There are things that bring the spiritual into the physical and it does go both ways, but, why we focus on this is because people have lost sight or never even have learned the fact that the spiritual affects the physical, the energetic affects matter. Energy makes matter. Mm -hmm. There technically is no matter because matter matter is just frequency. It's just vibration. There's no such, if you go down to the smallest particle, there's nothing there but energy. So there's no matter. Everything is spiritual is Mm -hmm. my point. Yeah. Everything's vibrating. So, it's very important in this new, you know, area, this uncharted waters that we just entered in, we we want to bring light to the fact that we we are affecting each other without even realizing that we're affecting each other. And this is on an energetic and, you know, uh, emotional level. We're we're communicating to each other via our chakras. Via our emotions and feelings, our state of being, we're sending out these signals and we're constantly creating our reality and others around us. Mm-hmm. And if we're sending ill will to people, we're sending it back to ourselves.
0: So yeah, there's all there's this this is all in ways to understand how we connect and you know, seeing it through the physical, we realize that there is just this spiritual aspect of it. And that's uh that's that's really part of the next part of we what we want to get into. You know, I know we mentioned it a little bit early on with, with reality transurfing, but you know, now you know we could go further into that because we understand how these, these functions happen on, on such a physical level, but there's still that, that etheric spiritual field that there's an occurrence even between when we look at say the proteins, uh, you know, with uh, the proteins connecting with, you know, the genes and the DNA right as well. There's still that spooky stuff going on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the spooky stuff is for real. And so how I, w- I want to approach this is Simply I'll say reality Transurfing is along the lines of something like the law of attraction or a system of manifestation. It's a belief system. It's a way of living, right? So what Transurfing teaches us is any system of thought has a truth and it will work for the person investing in the truth. So if let's say I believe in the law of attraction and I understand the principles of it. I go, okay, positive thoughts bring positive things. And I truly believe that it will manifest in my life. It will, it will show up as the truth. Whatever I believe is going to manifest. If I believe things about a race of people, if I believe things about uh, a certain family member, You will always just experience them in that light. And if they're not acting in the way that you assume them to be, they can't even show up in your world. You'll just keep getting other things that are like it, but you can't experience something you're not the frequency of. And that's what reality transurfing teaches us.
0: Yeah, it's like even that belief, like say that belief of that you could fall off the wagon, you know, you're constantly staying in that fear of like, oh, God, I don't want to mess up the fear of falling off the wagon of your, your health routines as well. You're putting your, like we said earlier, that you're putting your body in that emotional response and in your body doesn't realize the difference that that's not actually the environment it's experiencing, but you're regulating your body to believe that that's the experience. You know, your body's just kind of like, you know, you're sending the message to it through your emotions and your thoughts um, and your body's just like picking up on it. Okay. Hey, change it up. You know, this is what, this is what we're in right now. Right. You know, so you see how you have that control there. Yep. So we know reality can lo- be looked at in two ways.
1: Material existence. And this is the normal way is that material existence in the physical world defines consciousness and our perspectives. You know, we observe through the five senses and define our world through what we taste, what we hear, see, touch and smell, just the senses. Uh, you know, even things like scientific experiments and, and simple everyday observation. That's one way of looking at reality. The second way is what we've kind of been getting at here is consciousness defines physical reality. So the concept that through the observation and the observer, the eye set on physical reality, uh, comes with different definitions and experiences. And the observer effect proves that through us looking at the universe, manifests it into physical. So before we even start experiencing life, the fact is we have to... We we come to the realization that without our observation, there is no universe. We collapse the waveform, the inf- infinite vibration, with our minds. We collapse it into the particle, and so therefore thoughts not only provide the motivation for human action, they also have a direct influence on our reality. Um, you know, thought energy it transforms possible alternatives into physical reality meaning our thought energy goes out it gets gets transmitted through the heart we know that we communicate with the field uh and this statement's correct because reality can be manifested in any form defined by the consciousness observing if i want to see the particle i see the particle if i want to see the wave i see the wave it will show up as i expect it
2: Hmm.
1: um and evidence of this hypothesis can be found not only in everyday life as we've seen but also in the experiments of quantum physics. And I have a, I have a good one today because uh, in the past episodes, I did talk about the observer effect already, how we do collapse the, the waveform in a particle. But the DNA phantom effect is the golden egg. The three experiments. One is the double slit. And in this section, I'm going to read from an article. It's from Science Magazine, and it elaborates on the outcome of the double slit. And it says, physicists have long known that a quantum of light or photon will behave like a particle or a wave, depending on how they measure it. Now, by bouncing photons off satellites, a team has confirmed that an observer can make that decision even after a photon has made its way almost completely through the experiment. Seemingly well past the point at which it would become either a wave or a particle. So it was never really defined. It -hmm. showed up as a wave. It showed up as a particle. And what they proved with it is the observer had the effect. Yeah. We were the reason why it showed up. Mm -hmm. So without us setting eyes upon something, it does not exist. It is infinite waveform. The second, and you had mentioned this in the last episode, quantum entanglement. Mm -hmm. Quantum entanglement has proven time and time... Uh, again, over the years, when researchers create two entangled particles and independently measure their properties, they find that the outcome of one measurement influences the observed properties of the other particle, even though the individual objects may be spatially separated. So in English, I have a particle, I entangle them, and then I send this particle over to California and I'm here in New Jersey. And whatever I do to the particle in New Jersey happens to the particle in California. Instantly,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: there's no space, it's like there's no space in between them. So, proving that space is nothing but an illusion. So, two things right there saying we bring the reality into existence, and that there technically space is nothing but an illusion, it's not there. So, in the spiritual realm of things, it doesn't work by the same laws, it's completely different. We affect that. So and we have this this body we have this ability this the brain and the mind and the heart is a tool to affect that field hmm. so my favorite right here I found I I know I learned about this years ago and I, I when I ran into it it was like one of those things where I heard it yeah and I I guess I was just ignorant I was like, oh you know that's cool I get it mm-hmm. and then I it comes like I was like this is it this is this is what people need to hear this is how we affect. The world, mostly.
0: Yeah, sometimes you got to hear something a few times, too.
1: It's uh, weird. Let it settle. I, it's weird that I let this pass through. Yeah. So, the DNA phantom effect, it tells us about our world, which is perhaps best summarized in the words of Vladimir Poponin. He was a Russian quantum biologist. Um, in the introduction to his report, he says, We believe this discovery is tremendous significance for the explanation and deeper understandings of the mechanism's underlying subtle energy phenomena, including many of the observed alternative healing phenomena. Proponent and his colleague designed their pioneering uh, experiment to test the behavior of DNA on light particles, the quantum stuff that our world is made of. They first removed all the air from a specially designed tube, creating what's thought of as a vacuum. Traditionally, the term vacuum implies that the container they're using is completely empty, uh, and even the air is taken out of it. Uh, the scientists knew that something remained inside. It was photons. Using precisely engineered equipment, they could detect the particles. The scientists measured their location with the tube. They wanted to see if the particles of light were scattered everywhere, clinging to the side of the glass, or perhaps clustered in a pile at the bottom of the container. What they first came, uh, what they found first, came as no surprise. The photons were distributed in a way that was completely unordered. In other words, the particles were everywhere inside the container, which is precisely what Papone and his team expected. This is the fun part. In the next part of the experiment, samples of human DNA were placed inside the closed tube with the photon. So now DNA in the vacuum with the photons. In the presence of the DNA, the particles of light did something that no one anticipated. Rather than the scattered pattern that the team had seen before, the particles arranged themselves differently in the presence of the living material the DNA was clearly having a direct influence on the photons as if shaping them into regular patterns through an invisible force. This is important since there's absolutely nothing in the tenets of conventional physics at that particular point that would allow for that effect. Now we obviously know about it. Uh, so yet in this controlled environment, DNA, the substance that composes us, was observed and documented to have a direct effect on the quantum stuff that our world is made of. hmm the next surprise came when the DNA was removed from the container. There was every reason for the scientists involved to believe that the particles of light would return to their original scattered state uh, through the tube. But instead, the scientists uh, witnessed a very different occurrence. The photo, uh, the photons remained ordered just as if the DNA was still in the tube. In his own words, Poponin described the light as behaving surprisingly and counterintuitively. Mm-hmm. After checking the instruments and the results, Poponin and his colleagues were faced with the task of finding an explanation for what they just observed with the DNA removed from the tube. uh, What was affecting the particles of light? Did the DNA leave something behind a residual force that Mm. lingered after the physical material was removed or was even more mysterious phenomena at work? Well, the, the DNA and the light particles still connected in some way and on some level uh, that we just don't recognize. And even though they were physically separated and no longer in the same tube, So here's the summary of why this is so important. This is important for a number of reasons, really. Perhaps the most obvious is that it clearly shows us a direct relationship between the DNA and the energy that that our world is made of. Of the many conclusions that we may draw from this powerful demonstration, two are certain. A type of energy exists that has previously gone unrecognized. And two, cells and DNA influence matter through this form of energy.
0: The intelligence in DNA leaves a footprint in light particles, well, pro and photons, and what's photon particles are quantum particles. Everything that we observe is through light, so therefore, that innate intelligence that we speak about—that's it within our DNA—connects with that to be able to create that molding. Like we said, that the environment molds around matter. Matter right, doesn't right. Change that's DNA. why this is so important, right? It's so wild. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to, not to understand and believe. I mean, there's nothing really to believe. It's just it's it's experiencing what's yeah, actually
1: happening. Yeah, the DNA basically changed the behavior of the light particles, and that's the essence of our world. Yeah, we've we've been told this for years. Mm-hmm. There's nothing but truth in our spiritual texts and ancient knowledge, and this is what drove us into this. Is Man, once you knock over one domino, it's like everything just starts to come together. You know? And I, I've said it. I started at just a simple, the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And for the reasons probably that many started, you know, oh, I could get whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Completely ego-driven. Yeah. Completely like, I, I could get the women and the money and the whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, just through my thoughts. Oh, and I did believe it at first because I'm an experiential person. I'm a skeptic at heart. Yeah. But... I I don't take thing at take things at face value and the law of attraction was hard for me to accept at first but what I did is I used previous experiences mm-hmm. I used how was I feeling and how was I thinking at that particular point in time and what were my results and I'd reflect and I'd sit there and sitting through many years of like depression and like the ability to have the time to reflect and wanting to because life was so miserable I was looking for that, like, please get me out of this. And that was, and like I said, at first it was ego driven, but that little ego driven thing that I just followed what my mind wanted me to, like, I, I shouldn't say I followed my heart, but I was like, I had nowhere else to turn. And that philosophy
0: led me down a whole road. It got you to look at how you have tested the laws in your life. Yeah. It's gotten to look at how you've interacted with that field. Yep. You know. But it's that awareness that brought you to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the experiment validated uh, that we have a direct effect on the world around us. You know, there's something out there, and he calls it the matrix uh, of an energy that connects any one thing with everything else in the universe. And this connective field accounts for the unexpected results of the experiments. Uh, so the DNA in our bodies gives us access to the energy that connects our universe, and our emotion is the key to tapping into the field
0: and then and then that's i mean if this isn't mind-blowing to you i mean it it sometimes can seem like oh well yeah that makes sense but when you grasp the reality of it and that's where coming in on that spiritual level but obviously you don't have to go crazy like like we said we're not woo-woo but no when you look at it you see that there is a woo-woo there is something still no matter what that you can't deny that is always going to be mysterious
1: Let's just break it. Let's get real. Can we get real get for real. a second? Let's get let's fucking real. real. <laughs> the fact that we're sitting here
0: yeah.
1: in this meat suit. <laughs> like,
2: high
0: I quality think people...
1: Meat. High, yeah, high quality. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that we're here on a floating ball mm-hmm. made of water and whatever else, but mostly water, and we're floating in the middle of this nothingness... Mm-hmm. Like I think people really lose touch on how fucking weird life is to begin with.
0: Exactly. It's like, are we spiraling up to something, or are we spiraling down into something? That's the paradox, though. It's literally. How did we get here? Where were you before this? Where are you
1: going after? And I know those are set. Like obviously, we really have all thought of those things. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to learning information like this, why are you surprised?
0: Yeah, not surprised. But you gain that conscious awareness. Where you could see where you have that conscious awareness of life and you can stop yourself from making those continuous signaled patterns to your genetics to be like, oh, react this way. Oh, the environment's this way. And therefore, that awareness is what's going to bring you to being able to have it happen now out of habit. And then you're just flowing in the energy of life and you're literally surfing the waves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and it is your destiny. You get to choose. Like I, I hate just reading off the facts and I really do want to say like, it's why I do this mostly is because I believe that we are one yes, all connected, but two, you have the control and we make things so much harder than what it has to be. You literally, if you just learn these spiritual aspects of yourself, you can have the greatest life ever. And I'm not trying to sell you anything, but, but like if you don't, do anything with it I yeah. mean, it's not going to really change my life and i this stuff has changed
0: my life exactly coming from a place of not just uh, of technical terms and and this higher understanding and stuff that it's also coming from the fact of um you know we, this these things have been applied by us as well and we also do want to give you like actual real testimony of seeing these things in action seeing these 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 ways of of just functioning and just being have opened portals for even ourselves, for people we've encountered, you know, that's, and that's, I think the story and the message of it is what allows people to break down that paradigm to be able to allow it in, you know?
1: Yeah. Like how interesting is it that you can, you can literally have whatever you want, but where the universe is smart is deep down in your core. You're, you're already something and society has, I think of it like a like an onion. Like you 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 gotta peel all the layers that society put on you, and if you do that, if we do the work, if we stop dedicating ourselves to other people and following clubs and parties and stuff like that, and we go within. Once again, sounds woo woo, but no, it's not. It's going within to understand who you are at the core. So, eliminate all belief systems that were planted. Eliminate all the ideas and things that you were told to think and told to like. And uh, it's why my I have a big thing with culture, and I can't stand when everyone starts saying the same words. Mm-hmm. They're the new norm. They they embody the 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 words and the things said within the culture yeah. because there's a some sort of accepted energy around it yeah
0: there's a force to these words too you know and it does create a a culture on its own it cultivates why why do you think that it goes so passed over all the time or that people understand the concept but what keeps them while knowing this what keeps them from actually engaging with it what where's the fear come from like it's just them you know thinking in their beliefs and being like oh well that's not going to work or is it there a fear
1: I think it can come from multiple areas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more of, I heard someone say recently, I don't know if I could take that stuff in. It would, it would destroy everything I know. And I don't, I don't know how I'd handle it.
0: Worried about that security?
1: Well, that's where I'm getting at, right? She had the fear of everything, the walls being broken down and maybe not liking mm-hmm. what was on the other side. Yeah. So those walls had a, had this protection layer
0: where it's like she was running away from herself or get to see what's really really deep down inside and like you were saying like peeling back the onion layers and stuff it's it's a choice it's a choice are you going to keep peeling back the layers to get to the core or are you going to choose to be one of those layers that just peels away and falls off
1: right so and if you don't do that then you're going to be living a lie and if you're living a lie it's going to mirror back to you Mm -hmm. it's always a mirror and I emphasize that because I see it in a lot of people that I'm close with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where their blockages, their patterns, their habits, I see them as an easy realization and people simply run away. And the thing is, is happiness is right on the other side because I, you know what, I feel like a lot of people think they're not lucky enough huh.
0: or like- Or deserving-
1: yeah, like because they don't deserve it and maybe they don't think of it as I don't deserve it, but they just don't think it could happen to them.
0: Yeah, I think that also has to deal with traumas in the past of realizing that, you know, us feeling that shame, that guilt of making certain mistakes. But then there is a like, glimmer of light in that because you see that you're coming. You know, there is a compassion deep within that way of being because you, in that you're having the compassion to be like, oh, my God, like I fucked up so much. that I hurt so many people. I don't want to hurt anybody anymore. Let me just sit back here. Right. You know,
1: you know, these, these things we mentioned are tools that if you don't know how to say, peel the onion back, these are the things to do it, you know, uh, to meditate, right. To meditate is to suspend all belief. So you can allow your mind to, as it clears up, you have the ability to see things as they are.
0: And this is, um, you know, we said this earlier, it was in there, but this is it, just because you achieve that state in a moment does not mean that you are going to stay there. does not mean that you're in the clear to just staying in that constant flow of life. This comes something that needs dedication it needs discipline and it needs respect as well. Um, because you're also retraining your body. You're retraining your genetics to be able to have a genetic expression in the form of one that matches your, 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 uh, your intuition of 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 going into the field and that timeline and that experience that you're desiring to experience. So, you know, if you just think that you're just going to do it one time and only that, whatever, and stay in it, you're you're mistaken because you'll easily flow back into those other frequencies, the lower ones, the ones you've been experiencing. You know, it train, you know, it takes a while to develop those proteins as well in the body to be able to change the genetics in a way that it's when they're signaling off and they're coming to the top, and it's pulling from the top of that genome, you know that's that's where you have to, you know, make sure that that top layer, of that genome, is the one of this new expression that you want to express.
1: Yeah, yeah. And since frequency is, it's it's the language. Mm-hmm. So we use these terms and we use these words, and a lot of New Agers and a lot of spiritual people have hijacked the terminology, and a lot of people just know the language. But when we say lower vibration, higher vibration. It's a way to communicate the fact of your state of energy and that's creating your life. It's constantly creating your life. So to understand what your vibration is, to understand what your state of being is, you know, where you're at, like if you're miserable and you're unhappy, it possibly could fix everything regardless of it's like beliefs get in the way. Well, I believe I'm a Christian. So, well, if I meditate that's the devil. I give. I open the door to the devil. And a lot of Christians believe that. Uh, and not that it's a bad... Like, if something serves you, you do it. But a lot of people take their belief systems and hide behind them. Mm-hmm. It's like I was saying with yeah. with the one girl.
0: She was like, I oh,
1: you know I don't... But I have my beliefs picked out. And I'm hap- happily miserable. Yeah.
0: You get to choose. You get to choose. And that's, that's the thing. There's a choice no matter what. And anybody who thinks that they're going to... Oh, well, I'm just not going to choose. There's always a choice being made. And it could come unconsciously too, that there's always a choice being made. There's always a cause and effect, like we've said in the field. So there is a choice. And which brings me to like the next part of, you know, us talking about these systems of manifestation, you know, in another way is, um, the attraction of people, people attracting each other, you know, and, uh, one of the ones I want to get into about, uh, one of these systems is one that's been big by Greg Braden um, and his his interpretation of uh, the seven Essene mirrors, which they comes from an ancient culture. Uh, the Essenes were actually uh, healers known like 500 years before the time of Jesus, but it's the concept that they had. Um, so we consciously choose where we direct our energy, right? So we can choose to not be defined by the emotion or effects of our past. Have you ever heard the term, the people in our lives are mirror reflections of us? Well, we've kind of explained that a little bit before. But I've heard this term frequently and I even used it in my own life to try and acquire a deeper understanding of my experience here in this lifetime. So um, these are seen. They understood physical and emotional and psychological healing. They understood this as seven mirrors of a relationship that they'll encounter in their lifetimes. Um, so going off that there's the first and second is seen mirrors of relationships. And the first is about, it shows your presence in the moment, what we reflect on by others in the moment. So like, what are we radiating in this moment?
1: Well, it's important to see your environment as the mirror because what you're radiating is exactly what's showing up, and people are the most obvious.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you're getting the same relationship, for example, like a lot of people have, mostly parental. I think is always the that's most dominant, where people stem from family or parental mm-hmm. uh, trauma, yeah. how they were treated, and say. Uh, I'll use myself as an example. I won't say which or what, but I had a person that didn't really respect my opinion uh, very close to me and never really took me serious. And for a very long time, the fact that that stuck with me, my mirror was that I attracted people just like that person. Mm-hmm. And people think that's by chance or that you're psychologically scanning for it. It's like, well, no, that's also the universe giving you the cue, yeah,
0: saying, this is where you're at with that. You're giving off this essence. Yeah. So therefore you're tapping into anything that is attracted to that field. Exactly.
1: So you're getting people that match your field. And this could go good or bad. There's polarity. Yeah. Like you could get the, if you have good aspects, those are your friends. Those are the people that you just can laugh with and have a good time with. And it's natural to be with them. You That's all who you want to hang out with because they're, they're matching you on a similar frequency. And what's ironic is you're going to get people also that are opposite because opposites also attract. And if let's say you have, we'll go back to the chakras real quick. You got you got blocked chakras. You got certain aspects in your, in your energy body. You're going to have people that have what you don't. Yeah. And you're going to also attract that because the universe is showing you what you are and what you
0: are not. And that actually has similar qualities but more subtle to the second mirror, which it's in those maybe interactions with those people that... Now we're attracted. Um, it mirrors to us that which we we judge in the moment. So it's what we're judging, what we're perceiving of now these new relations that are reflected to us that are coming into our life because of whatever energy we're putting out as well.
1: Yeah. And so. that's that's simple, because if you're focused on something, you're thinking about it, you're feeling about it, hor- hormones and things, you know, activate in the DNA. There's the signal. Yeah. Cuz you are putting energy into that where energy goes or will, where attention goes energy flows.
0: Yeah. So so when we find that many people show us the same pattern of anger or fear, uh they may be showing us an internal truth about ourselves in the moment. So for like example, multiple new relationships appear within the same month. Um when that happens pay attention because there's something valuable to learn within the network of those relationships. Look at the people you hold most dear in your life. Uh, You then look at the qualities that really push your buttons the most. Then you ask yourself, are they showing you what you are in the moment? And if you can honestly answer with a no, then ask yourself, are they showing you what you judge in the moment? So it's not just about just the presence of it. It's about now the perception as well that affect these mirrors. Um, But then when understanding the inner technology of emotion you get to the third and the fourth scene mirrors. Uh, the third scene mirror um, is also the mystery mirror of a relationship. Um, the mirror that we sense every time we find ourselves in the presence of a person who, when we look in their eyes, you feel an electric charge. You just feel that ultimate bond soulmate.
1: The cockles start to vibrate.
0: Yeah. So through the course of our lives, we give away and we lose parts of ourselves. When we come to find ourselves in the presence of another individual who embodies what we have lost, it's like we feel this a magnetic connection to that person and we're like drawn to them, it feels like.
1: Yeah. Relates back to actually what I said about the first, but yes, that is the mm-hmm. it's the third, right? Yeah.
0: They all play with each other. So it's all about filling in that energy you don't have. Exactly. Yeah. You're refilling up your cup. Yeah. So then you ask yourself, what is it that I see in this person that I may have lost or or given away or that was taken from me at some point in my life, you know, because we will seek to reinforce that which we have lost given away or had or had taken away. So, you know, you you see maybe what you've gone through where you've given too much of something or somebody is taking you feel like somebody's took something, taken something away from you um, or, or that you just, you know, gave it away, you know, and that shows up with some of the people we end up attracting in our life that we may necessarily be so drawn to. And if you are drawn to that because you see it within that other person, it builds an expectation that they're supposed to fill your cup. And if you're not getting it from that person because that person is not in you know, those mirrors of their relationship and have that awareness, then you can be sitting there trying to fill your cup up with air, yeah and it's doing nothing and then it you know that relationship does not you know cultivate into something greater yeah you know it could be the right person wrong time though
1: by well by understanding the mirror you're under you're knowing what to look for Mm -hmm. you know a lot of us were never even that's my my point We, we weren't
0: Taught about this spiritual side we were taught super forficial things to look for in a relationship using the
1: five senses <laughs> does it smell good does it look good does it taste good does it you know mm-hmm. all all of that is what we're built off of but yet there's this underlying aspect to reality of well does it spiritually feel mm-hmm. good does it you know what what is this saying to me yeah we don't do that a lot of a lot of us
2: yeah
0: it's, it's it's being able to sit there with yourself and move past your ego and, and reflect. And like we said before, to do that, do that nitty gritty inventory, that self inventory of yourself.
1: And if you don't, you're going to keep getting the same yeah, thing. Exactly. You know, you want to really clean out the pipes because then it makes room for new and it gets rid of all that old stale crap. And by doing that, you're going to be happier and you're going to enjoy life. And I mean, I was at a point one time where I was so like... Uh, I guess stale would be the right word for it, but I just had no passion, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And guess what? At that time, I wasn't really hanging out with anybody. I wasn't doing music. I wasn't. And my whole world reflected the deadness inside of me, Mm -hmm. you know? And I wasn't asking myself the question. I didn't clean out the past. I didn't clean out all the crap. Yeah. And so all of it was just sitting stale in me and... I got a result of a, a very boring and dull reality for a long time because I wasn't cleaning the, you know, frequencies that were embodied in me. All the trauma and all the all the hurt and all that, I, I stuck with it. And a lot of people, you know, they turn to, to alcohol, they turn to drugs or they turn to video games, they turn to jerking off. And there you go. Now we have a spiritual imbalance. Here comes the physical imbalance. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of mental mental health issues that are going untreated that are just freely roaming this this earth and 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 creating this reality as well and i think that there needs to be a bigger awareness about it you know i i definitely could understand where i've even had in that third to scene mirror um, when it came to relationship is having that magnetic connection connection to someone which i'm sure a lot of people have experienced but i also in the same sense felt like it filled like a kid side of me And it feels like we both were filling each other's cup in that. So it was like it was working, but that could also fulfill its purpose. If you move on and you grow and you you know, you're, you're attracting from other mirrors and more of an evolved state that that connection could also fade off too, because I've experienced, even though, you know, we went through the healing process and it feels like somebody was in your life to help you heal something and you can only hope in return that you helped heal something of theirs as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's there could still be an outgrowing factor. And that comes to like the understanding and the adaptation of that as well. So, I mean, moving to the fourth, the scene mirror, um, you know, this is, you know, this is one this one has a bit of a different quality Uh, through the courses of our lives. Often we'll adopt certain patterns of behavior that become so important to us that we will rearrange the rest of our lives to accommodate this pattern or behavior. You may feel it's one that's good for you or it could be one that you don't realize is toxic. Uh, But when we find ourselves in this situation, we find that these patterns may be compulsive or addictive patterns of behavior. So with the fourth mirror, it allows us to see ourselves in the presence of addiction or compulsion. I also could speak to that with my own baggage of, uh, you know, playing into that. So through addiction and compulsion, we give away Little by little, the things that are most important to us. And in this giving away, we have the opportunity to see ourselves as we lose the things we hold most dear.
1: I think I probably relate to this one, you know, the most. Yeah. I gave away music and friends and all this, you know, yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. yep. But uh, but the most common, uh, the most common addictions that come to our mind are usually like alcohol, nicotine, drugs, uh, issues of control, addiction to sex, masturbating, you know, the need for money to create money, abundance, et cetera, all that. Yeah. Filling the void with physical things. Exactly. So the patterns unfold gradually over time. We give away what is most important to us over time, and uh, we may be able to recognize the pattern at any time and find our wholeness in healing um, what that is. So, rather than the opposite of taking the addiction to its extreme, instead we take it to the point of being like, oh, okay, it's this awareness. I see where I'm being compulsive. You know, here's how I change my overall pattern and routine to keep myself out of that. And it falls into a pattern thing, mm. which if you really want, you could connect to the astrology.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, astrology you could think of as triggers. Yeah. You know, you're going to have the, the quantum field has a certain frequency from the certain archetypes of signs. And these things have effects and bring certain things into existence. And this goes on the individual level and goes on the global level. Yeah. You know, we just spent three years with Saturn Capricorn and you know, that's uh, the, well, with Pluto at coming in and conjuncting, meaning being in the same sign at the same spot, yeah. Pluto destroys things. So Saturn and Capricorn breaking down the structure, which is Saturn and breaking down would be Pluto
0: capricorn the government that's that's the wild truth of it and uh well i I like when you know when it comes to this what greg bryden says um he he says the best science now tells us that every organ in our body has the ability to heal itself every organ even the organs we were told could not like the brain tissue spinal cord tissue heart tissue pancreatic tissue All now are documented with the ability to heal themselves if they are given the right environment and that environment is directly connected to thoughts, feelings and emotions and how we feel about this world. So there's just another person confirming that as well. Now, this brings me to the fifth scene mirror, uh, which this one is perhaps the single most powerful pattern through this mirror. We can see more and understand to a greater level why we've lived the lives we live in it is the mirror that our parents showed us through the course of our childhood lives with them. Through this mirror, we are asked to allow for the possibility, to entertain the possibility that perhaps the actions of our parents toward us are mirroring our beliefs and expectations of what may be the most sacred relationship we'll ever know in our lifetime. The relationship between us and our heavenly mother and father, so to say, it is Through this relationship with our earthly parents, that our parents are showing us ourselves in that expectation and belief of that divine relationship. For example, if we find ourselves in a relationship with our parents where we feel judged uh, constantly or that we feel our best is never good enough. There is high probability that what is being mirrored is our belief within ourselves that we may not be good enough or that we may not have accomplished that which may have been expected of us. It's a very powerful yet subtle mirror. Through our perception of ourselves um, and our creator, it it may tell us more about why we've lived our lives as we have um, rather than any other. If you feel something inside you is welling up that says no way, you've likely encountered something that could, could be really powerful. The only way you'll have a response is when you're being shown something that is so deep, you may have chosen to avert looking at it in the past. Um, you know, there's a whole Greg Braden video where he really goes into this and gives the deep examples of it. Um, so maybe we'll link that in the show notes as well. Sure. So you have the ability to look at that. But um, there's a good possibility that the words uh, you use to describe your parents have very little to do with those you call mom and dad. Um, with those words, what you are describing is a mirror. This is the mirror your parents have held you uh, held to you uh, of the most sacred relationship you'll, you'll experience the way you see your mother and father of this world is a mirror of your expectations of the relationship you have with your heavenly mother and father, your spiritual, you know, that spiritual patriarchal energy. Um, there are many ways to look at this. Could it be possible that inviting you to this world lives as an unspoken responsibility that those who raised us are surrogates. They are the closest thing we know in our heavenly creator. Um, Is it that they have impeccably held to you the way you see your relationship with your heavenly parents? When you perceive your parents' anger, oftentimes when you were like little, you felt what your creator felt. This mirror may show you your beliefs, your expectations of what your creator feels for and about you. So a great question to ask yourselves is, what would I say to my parents if I only had one minute left? What? would I like to hear from my parents in the last minute of my life. Through our earth life, we have the opportunity to heal our relationships with both our earthly parents and our heavenly parents by recognizing what the mirror is trying to show us so as to release it. And and then it's it's that paradigm. And the the reason why it's described in that way is because of the fact that, you know, our parents, their opinion and their love was the first love that we really get in this earth. Um, and there are creators in, in, on the physical form. So of course you look at them as almost like this godlike like uh, system. Right. I, I, I worshipped my
1: dad when mm-hmm. I was younger and it, you know, led me to be the musician I am and having a sense of humor. Uh, you know, it's, and you see those good things when you're a kid, like they're superheroes, mm-hmm. right? They are the gods you worship. But when you get older, I think more what this mirror kind of really is pushing towards is what things did you accumulate from them though, that reflect the shadow part of you or the Mm. the parts that hurt you? You know, it doesn't have to be that, but it basically is like if you, you, they were your gods and they aren't perfect because they're humans. Yeah.
0: So you're, you, if you're following some sort of obedience to them and you can be mirroring this, this Toxic trait that they could possibly have or you could be even interpreting in a way that you're acting it out in more of a toxic manner
1: emotion would be stuck gets caught in the body and the chakras anything like that and then boom there keeps reflecting back through your relationships through with other people Mm -hmm. and circumstances as your life goes on which is why it's important to do the work
0: yeah and that brings uh, that brings back to what our beliefs are of spirituality then too. Because both the positive and the negative attributes of our earthly parents mirror to us how we perceive our, like I said, heavenly parents or God, you know, how do we see? Because if we look at, if we're looking at God, you know, if you're an individual and you're looking at God as like this patriarchal figure, um, you know, this is where that mirror kind of comes in too. And that can make you have a certain perception of source, God, higher power, whatever you want to call it because of your interaction and your relationship with your parents.
1: What your environment taught you. Yes. And so, and through that, there could be many different entries to this where, you know, even looking at God, say, like, say being an atheist, some people might not believe in God. And if they believe him to be the patriarchal God, the the father, Mm -hmm. the Lord, well, what if their father was absent? So they don't believe in God because they didn't believe in their dad playing the patriarchal
0: roll that's just and um, there you go that's a great example um and then you know this leads to us having these moments in our growth where things do get dark and this leads to the next mirror which is the sixth and I love this one because I know both me and Ray can speak highly uh not highly but we could speak on this one mine was of long. experience
1: mine was really yes. long.
0: so and the ominous name is the dark night of the soul which I know we've mentioned before in In some of our episodes, but we are constantly reminded that life and nature have a propensity toward balance. It takes an extremely skillful and masterful being to upset the balance in nature and in our lives. So when we find ourselves in the greatest challenges of life, it is in these moments that we have amazed each tool that will allow us to move through the challenge with grace and with ease until those tools are amazed. We will never see ourselves in the situation that asks us to demonstrate these high levels of mastery. From this perspective, the greatest challenges of life may be viewed as tremendous opportunities to demonstrate this mastery rather than tests that may be passed or failed in life. It is through this mirror that we see ourselves naked without the emotions, feelings, thoughts and constructs around us that we have constructed to keep us safe. We have the opportunity to see ourselves in a completely transparent way and to prove to ourselves that the process of life may be trusted. This mirror is an opportunity to lose everything we've held dear in life and see ourselves truly naked as we came. As we climb out of the abyss that is left after the loss of everything we held dear and we see ourselves in a new way, this is where we find ourselves at our highest levels of mastery, that higher self. And
1: that's defeating the lower.
0: Yes, and it has to do with light and dark, you know, and we know that from ancient perspectives, uh, possibility that the forces at play in our polarized world have chosen to come here to anchor. The only way to anchor is for a force or field to hold the mirrors for us. Uh, Pre-12th century texts show benign beings, Gabriel and Lucifer, volunteering to anchor light and dark, respectively. You know, we've it's 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 written in the religions as well. You know, it's perception. It's always, and it comes back to the good or evil. You know, our depiction though of good and evil is just based off of our experience as well.
1: When yet it's polarity. It's not really like good and bad don't exist.
0: It's yin and yang.
1: Light and dark. Good and bad is only an agreement Mm -hmm. or a perspective of something. When yet something bad can turn out to be something really good. And then something really good turns out to be awful.
0: Yeah, it's generation and destruction because you can generate something and it seems like oh well it's creative it's good but you could generate something really shitty and bad
1: like a marriage
0: mm-hmm. and it can, can be the, something
1: it's like you found the love of your life mm-hmm. you're going to stay with them forever i i love this person and you you're at the top you know you're like this started out great it's got to end great and then it ends in divorce child support hating each other having this kid who's half you
0: and half person you used to love. Yeah, and that's that's the sad reality of it. And then the other half of it is the the other polarity is destruction. Now, we could see destruction as bad, chaotic, all that, but you could also see the destruction as like, oh, when a bad relationship that was abusive ends and the person's able to finally move on. That's a good destruction. So, there's no such real label of good and bad. With When it comes to energy,
1: it's going on right now with the uh, with society. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, our relationship to structure um, to our masters, uh, you know, to the way everything's run in the system. Mm -hmm. uh, It seems to be destroying itself. And this could lead us, yes, down a dark path. But when we come out the other side We'd have a renewed society and way of living and maybe a more holistic way of, you know, making sure everyone's okay and there's no poverty. But the only way we would get to that point is if we destroyed the system that's at hand. So to go through that bad thing potentially leads us to a great place. Hmm. You know, if let's say we stayed the way we were. And the inflation just, it was climbing and, but we weren't changing the system and we were just going to let it run into the ground and there was no pandemic or there was no, you know, uh, issues with the government and election fraud and all that. Uh, you know, if that kept riding out, Oh, you know what? Everything's good though. You know, everything's good. I'm still making money. I'm working at my job, a corporate yeah. job. You don't know you could end up miserable at the same place for 40, 50 years, You know, hate in life and be completely unhappy at the end because nothing changed and nothing you allowed nothing to die or destroy because that's a part of life always is allowing the the darkness to shine the light on the darkness. And of course, no one really always likes the darkness, but if you don't shine the light on it and you know it's not there, well, that could turn into a tumor. Exactly. Right. That like uh, manifest uh, in that uh, way. metaphorically speaking, if I don't want to go to the doctor and get a checkup, cause I don't want to shine the light on the darkness. I don't, I don't need to see it. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Ignorance is bliss. And that leads you to, you know, or another example, drug addicts. Mm-hmm. I'll just do another bag.
0: Yeah.
1: I'll be fine. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to deal with my addiction yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Looking at the
0: dark side of what your body's telling you that you're not uh, well, going to make it this time.
1: All of a sudden it's uh now you're in a body bag.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, uh, that, that's the, the, you know, importance of figuring out also these healing modalities. Like, for example, for some of these things and the mirrors as well, like to find these healing modalities. And, uh, there's one that I want to note, which is a, a, it's a dream, a dream fire ceremony. I found it kind of interesting. So you gaze into a flame at the space between the flame and the rest of the flame. It allows us to relax and move into an altered state of awareness, often without knowing it. Your body mirrors your belief. Illness is only possible if you believe that the forces of light and dark are separate. If we know that dark and light both originate in our creator, we will not fear. So as you heal each memory, a single memory, you heal these three universal fears. So you're doing the ceremony while you're uh, bringing up a memory and being able to go through it, Um, but you heal them, these three universal fears, fear of not being good enough the fear of trusting and surrendering and then the fear of abandonment and separation and the science of compassion is an even greater possibility so that's just one of many ways to be able to go in and do that kind of self inventory to look at these dark places that you have um, within yourself you know and 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 not seeing it in a in a in a, in a space that's defining you in the present moment You know, that's something that you've experienced and encountered, but that was in the past, so to say, but it also is part of the present. So you get to actively choose if you're going to continue that same energetic feeling pattern that's associated with that in your present thinking.
1: Yeah. And it's funny, you know, you really think about it like spirituality and learning about this uh, co- these concepts and the energy body and all that, like if we didn't have this language, we wouldn't know it's there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if we didn't have these ancient teachings and texts, like we should be very grateful that these systems of thought are there because it brings awareness. You know, you could call things whatever you'd like. You know, if if it's pseudoscience to you and you just want to call it psychological, well, like Gio had said when he first started learning astrology, you know, regardless if he, be, if he believed in what the planets are doing or not, it it had him analyze himself. Yeah. So even like something like the seven seen mirrors, it's like you know at the end of the day, we sh- we can go screw on everything we just taught you. But what we would want you to do, like we're doing, is discover a system of thought that allows you to open the door and shine the light on the darkness and whatever it is, it could be religion.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, it could be uh, self help or motivation uh, books and and speakers or mm-hmm. it could be a sport. You know, as long as it's not an escape and you're facing your darkness head on and you are looking to transform it, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you know about frequency or vibration or chakras. Uh, definitely something we've learned to be extremely useful because of the, uh, the type of awareness it's brought to us, regardless if we want to believe the physical, mm-hmm. uh, you know, validity of it.
0: Yeah. And if you and if you are somebody who is in a more fragile mental state um, that, you know, you feel like you may want to and be ready to. um, And I'm talking about fragile, like you may be wanting to go into this information in this space. If you're seeing a therapist or you're considering it, definitely do. And I would always recommend like, you know, when getting into this stuff to have some sort of grounded guidance that'll because when you're going into that stuff, about the deep dark truths of yourself it could get really really dark and it could really you know if you don't have the the sh- the strength in your mentality which is fine but at that moment you're going into those dark places your thoughts can travel even farther you know darker as well
1: yeah it's like your demons come out to play
0: yeah you know so I mean- that can lead to a lot of you know things that we don't want to happen
1: right you and the pain's so strong that you want to numb it so you start drinking you you start doing drugs
0: or you start chronically masturbating yeah or you just that's the thing it's so dark and you can't handle your your pain to the point that you know you end your own life so definitely keep that awareness if anybody is more in a fragile mental state trying to understand this and going into this as well you know there there, there's there's also a, a lot of responsibility that needs to be taken with this information and discipline too yeah, I was I
1: was in it alone for a very long time and it was an extended period of time because I, I think I didn't go get, I went and got help because I learned this stuff. Like mm-hmm. this stuff was at first, I can admit, somewhat of an escape because at first I didn't really believe it and thought it was pseudo nonsense, but mm-hmm. it just gave me what it did. It gave me a system of thought. It yeah. gave me something to strive for mm-hmm. that was like, you know, a lot of people want to just jump across the river
2: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and- I think it's better when you take small steps at first because you don't know you don't know the nature of the river and you don't know where you're really at until you truly slow down and you allow yourself to to, you know, really care for yourself and care for the situation opposed to wanting to get something through 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 to it quickly. Like you you shouldn't have to rush mm-hmm. things like this and whatever works for you, you shouldn't be embarrassed. You shouldn't feel you know uh, like you're different you know we all have different issues but we also all go through something along the lines of this where we all do have our darkness and our demons mm-hmm. and I, I'd i say waiting isn't the greatest thing you know my whole thing was I've knowledge with my escape at first and then it ended up being my savior mm-hmm. um, so it worked out but it also like he's saying was very scary
0: yeah it you, was scary you may you may have that agility and that reaction time to be able to be like, oh, okay, I could get across this river stepping on these stones. But then again, if you're not doing the full scan of the environment as well, you don't know if that stone is actually a li- lily pad. You don't know if that stone is actually secure. You know, you don't Fine. know the force, of the force of the actual stream that's running or the river that's running. Well, maybe find somebody that crossed the river already. Exactly. And that's where you can really look at it and tap into, okay, well, what did they do? How did they go with the environment? What did they change in their in their approach?
1: Right. So, and to cap it off, this is what I mean by if you need to go to church, right, to feel better about yourself or to get in touch with God or it gets you, this is what I wanted to say before. Instead of course, jumping across the river, you go up, just aim for something that makes you feel a little better. Yeah. Don't try and go solve the whole mm-hmm. thing in one shot. Right. A little better. So if say you're, Going to church, even though maybe you don't, maybe you lost faith in God, mm-hmm. but and you know if you go to church, you're going to be like, I still lost my, lost my faith in God, but for some reason, walking in the building does it for you, yeah, and it just sparks a little bit of like, but hey, I feel good about myself. I mm-hmm. went and did that, yeah. Then you are taking the steps, yeah. So be gentle with yourself, be compassionate. You know, um, I totally believe because I did this on my own that this information we really try to push out. When it comes to the frequency vibration, the fact that it's becoming a science and it really shot me forward once I understood it. So it's like, I want you guys to understand it mm-hmm. quick because it took me a while to understand it. But then once I did, I shot forward. Yeah, And I feel like if you understand where all this stuff comes from and that the ancients and spirituality of our past had it Right, like I'm saying, they're you know, and this is not my reality, but they have it right. And if you just like, they love you and want you to do good and want you to do better. And as long as you follow the advice and really do the work and be gentle and mm-hmm. and really care and really open your mind, I think that's the most important thing. Is open your mind and not because I'm telling you, I'll go fuck myself. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, I would love you to to see you succeed and love to see me succeed, yeah. but. You know, whatever is good for you. Take your time. Be gentle. And uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of
0: did it. to yeah. that. Do that. But definitely, yeah. Open up that. Open up your heart and your mind. Connect the two, and so you could consciously come from that better frequency. Um, but you know, give yourself the chance to be the observer of those emotions, feelings, thoughts, beliefs that you're encountering. You know, really take the time to actually try to be an observer of those. You know you can't you if you you can't fix the problem if you don't look at what the problem is in the beginning, so that's why I'm saying take that time. Um, but I just want to finish it off now with the seventh, the scene mirror. This one is the most subtle one. It asks uh, it asks us to allow for the possibility that each experience of life, regardless of the outcome, is perfect in its nature. It goes right along with what we're saying about the process, regardless of whether or not we achieve the lofty goals that have been set by others, we are invited to view our accomplishments in life without comparing them to anything else, without any external reference. The only way we can view ourselves in failure or success is when we measure our accomplishments to an external yardstick. These questions then arise in us. What is it that we hold ourselves accountable to? What do we use as our yardstick of accomplishment? From the perspective of the seventh mirror, we are asked to follow, um, to allow For the possibility that all aspects of our lives, each aspect of our personal life, body shape, body weight, academics, you know, business, athletic, spiritual achievements, that they're all perfect as they stand. We can only be judged when they are compared to an external reference. So allow for perfection in the imperfections of life. What standards are we holding ourselves, uh, which cause us to feel unhappy? How do I come to determine? When I have succeeded or failed at something in life. And that's really what it, you know, that balance comes out to of even when looking at energy, energy is neither good nor bad. It just has certain properties that contain this type of cause and effect, you know, and and, you know, it depends like it, like I said, what you're comparing your scenario or circumstance to what's this yardstick in life and why are we comparing it to that? What sort of true value does comparing it to that have on your own personal life?
2: Yeah,
1: and you know, now that I think I think back on him reading off all seven seen mirrors here, is the order of that was important too. Yeah, you know, if you follow one to seven, and I'm pretty sure that's how they teach it. Mm-hmm. Is you basically become aware of all the things in the mirror, and then in the end, let it go.
0: Yeah, and trust it. And now once again, you're working from the internal. And taking those stepping stones as you work outward.
1: Yeah, and I you know, and I always want to get to the candy of things. Like I yeah. wanna to get to the sweet part. You know, I really wanna clear up and open up to you guys about manifestation being you know, it's it's a fun thought that we're creators and that we're uh we're microcosms of the macrocosmic God. We're the little gods. We're like a we're the of course very common, but we're the know the droplet in the ocean of consciousness and that grand consciousness is god the ultimate awareness and i i must be my gemini nature to be very childlike when it comes to oh my god we could have you could have like anything Mm -hmm. you can fucking have anything you want yeah you could be good at anything you want Mm -hmm.
0: it's that like we didn't limit ourselves too when you're in that younger childlike state
1: right right like you're free Mm -hmm. you know and And getting a taste of that every now and then, it's like, man, I want to teach everybody all the concepts and all the ways of seeing it and how fun thinking that reality isn't just this rigid, heavy, structured thing that there's this malleability to it. Like there's, it's mutable. Mm -hmm. It's changeable constantly. And you just have to take yourself out of the quicksand. If you just remove, and you put yourself there. When you get older, at first, yes, you may be placed there. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I may have been in certain aspects, but comes to find out it's not quicksand. Yeah. So you're tricked into thinking it's quicksand by staying in that, like Mm -hmm. drowning yourself where you're standing and not just stepping out. Yeah. And you end up finding out it's kind of just, it's a weak puddle waist high.
0: Yeah. That's it. Just got to stand up. And, uh, that's, that's I I'd, I'd really think that's where we're going to leave it off for this one. Um I know we'll we'll go further into uh, uh some of these as well and then even go into more of our own experiences and break things down, but you know, this is a good start for anybody who's ready to have that determination and put it in the work and that really feels at one with the flow of of things and and really for anybody that just needs to find a way to put themselves more into perspective uh, to, to be aware of what kind of environments we're creating for ourselves, whether it's the people. So it's, it's, it's people, the things we do, what we eat, you know, what we listen to, you know, what we say, taking a ste- a second to take a step back while we still can and observe these things and observe where they're coming from and using these texni- techniques as well as healing modalities for the mind, for the brain, for the heart.
1: For literally every aspect of yourself because down to the music you listen to, you know, is reflecting a part of your consciousness that did it come from trauma and did it, or did it come from, from happiness? And if you're listening to that music over and over again, you're constantly triggering yeah. the trauma. So the movies you watch, you know, why do so many people like to watch certain, you know, like horror movies? And I feel like, adrenaline junkies they have something where they felt like they were always running away there's some sort of deep philosophical meaning to it And maybe sometimes there's not but that's usually a person that's not traumatized this person who just enjoys the experience of emotions but really take a step back right and understand is it coming from trauma and blocked emotions and uh something that's stuck with you that has you stuck like has you in the quicksand or have you freed yourself and you're just able to enjoy life and the free flow of the experience of emotions and understand it's not as serious as, as it's portrayed?
0: Yeah. And and you may be thinking though, it's like, all right, with all this, where do I begin? Like, you know, like reality, trans surfing, whatever. Up? The first step is noticing that you're taking a step to be consciously aware of the things that pop up in your mind and the feelings that you get and the thoughts you get that cause You to have an action and understanding if you are reacting or responding. So yeah, whatever that, whatever stimuli that's occurring to you, you know, really taking the the understanding of being like, okay, wait a minute, there's a cause of something, and I'm going to be a part of determining what effect it has.
1: Yeah, and remember the mirror never goes away. So if you have something that you're running away from, trying to escape, ignoring, you're gonna only be able to ignore it
0: for so long. So might as well jump in the deep end and fight the sharks. So on that note, don't forget to follow, like, share, um, join us on our social media pages. Like I said, it's very important. Um, we're in the process of constructing our actual web- website and we'll have more features as well for you. But for now, stay tuned to us there and uh, we'll be back in a GIF.